praise your name, Lord Jesus. Today is the second Sunday after Pentecost. Last Sunday, we celebrated the birthday of the church, and Pastor Kelly preached a dynamite sermon on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit upon the believers, and and we had a wonderful celebration for Pentecost. And so the title of our message for today is, After Pentecost, What's Next? All right, but first, let's join our hearts in prayer. Oh, great and awesome God, you who are our creator God, our healer, you who are the great I am, we say thank you today. Thank you for the gift of your love and for your power. And oh God, on this Sunday after Pentecost, Lord, we ask that you would speak loudly and clearly to us. Lord, we are listening and we pray that we would rise from this listening into being transformed doers and beers of your power in this world. So we say thank you ahead of time for blessing our time of reflection together. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we all join to say amen and amen. Amen, friends. The title is After Pentecost, What's Next? Well, during these troubled times, yes, our hearts are heavy, they're full of pain, resulting from so many tragedies that have been taking place, amen. It's just, it's just been unbelievable what we've been experiencing, just absolutely crazy. Yet in the middle of all of this suffering and all of this pain and fear and anger and loss and in sorrow, we are not without hope and we are not without power. Amen. For we, as the body of Christ, the people of God, we have the opportunity, amen, to be change agents for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have the opportunity to be agents of healing, agents of reconciliation, amen ambassadors of Jesus Christ, reaching thousands for the gospel. Amen. So I want to begin today by asking a question, and that question is, what makes you bold? Amen. Sometimes we can get bold and we know we got somebody really big behind us backing us up, okay? What makes you bold? Well, I want us to look at two scenes from the Word of God. The first is found in Luke chapter 22. We see Jesus has just been arrested in the temple guards and the the Romans, and and they're in the courtyard there. And the disciples, we see, they are scattering. They are running for their lives. And we see Peter. He is hiding in the shadows, and he is recognized and being accused of being one of Jesus' disciples. And we see that three times... He denies even knowing Jesus out of fear. So now I want us to look at our New Testament passage for today, which is Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. And here we see Peter and John boldly teaching Jesus rising from the dead. They have been arrested and they have been brought before the Sanhedrin council, we see in verse 5. They were commanded to stop teaching. And in response, we see Peter and John said they could not stop. They could not stop preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus Christ. So what happened to Peter and John? What 
had taken place? What was the reason for this dramatic transformation? Did they take some kind of uh, super uh, pill and all of a sudden they had this Holy Ghost bonus? Well, what changed them from being wimps to being powerful witnesses? What was it that gave them boldness to be able to stand against the same people who had crucified Jesus? Well, friends, if we could find out what happened to them in these painful, fearful, difficult, upside-down times that we are experiencing now, and if we could have the same thing happen to every Christ follower in today's world, our world could be turned right side up. Hallelujah. So in today's quote-unquote new normal world, a world that is experiencing such great excruciating pain and suffering, this world could use some Christians who are as bold as Peter and John were. Hallelujah. So what's the source for courage? What does a bold Christian look like? Well, we're going to reflect today on that. This Sunday after Pentecost. So what's next? Well, for starters, we all should seek to be bold witnesses for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as Peter and John. So let's take a look at a characteristic of a bold witness. A bold witness is one who is empowered. One who is filled with the Spirit. Praise God. And to picture this scene correctly, we need to understand how threatening this situation was for Peter and John. The Sanhedrin, they were like our Supreme Court. And the high priest was the most powerful Jew in the city. And the captain of the temple, he was just second right behind him. And here they were standing before these powerful men. Just a few weeks before, Peter, in order to avoid arrest, He was denying that he even knew Jesus to a lowly servant girl. But now here before this powerful body of leaders, they're boldly reminding them that they had crucified Jesus and that God had raised Jesus from the dead and that Jesus is God's only way of salvation. Whoo! Hallelujah. What made the difference? Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter's witness before the Sanhedrin was not due to his own natural boldness, amen, but it was due to the filling of the Spirit of God. So, dear friends, the key to everything in the Christian life is the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible teaches that we receive the Holy Spirit the moment that we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, into our lives as Lord and Savior. The Spirit of God literally comes within our body and lives with us for the rest of our lives. The Spirit never leaves us. And what makes the difference in Christian living is the degree, everybody say the degree, to which we are filled with the Spirit's presence. Hallelujah. To be filled with the Spirit means that we are completely controlled by the Spirit. And one of the passages, Galatians 5, it tells us what it looks like. Love, joy, peace, self-control, faithfulness. All of these are fruits of the indwelling of the Spirit. And we see 
Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit and the empowering work that the Spirit gives. Hallelujah. And the Spirit gives Peter this boldness that enables him to share the gospel before a powerful and intimidating group of people. And likewise, that's what we are today. We are ambassadors. Everybody say ambassadors. We are ambassadors from the courts of heaven. Amen. Empowered with the Spirit of God. You see, the Holy Spirit transforms just ordinary people into anointed, extraordinary vessels. Hallelujah. We see in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, the Apostle Paul, he shares a startling request. Twice, he repeats his request that he might speak boldly. It's the same Greek word translated boldness in Acts chapter 5. Now, if the Apostle Paul had his prayer list on it, the need for boldness, well, you know, perhaps you and I living in this world of hurt and, and disease and confusion and, and racism and all kinds of isms, we too should add boldness to our list, our prayer list. Amen. We should all seek to proclaim with confidence, boldness, boldness that the good news that there is salvation found in no other except in Jesus Christ. You see, Acts 4, 13 and 14, it reads, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were just astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Woo! So I ask today, what about our lives? Can those who are observing our lives, can they take note that we too have been with Jesus? You see, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the presence of Jesus. Amen. And Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. Luke chapter 9, verse 1, it reminds us, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over the devil and to be able to cure diseases. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 8, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out lepers. Jesus gave the power. And when they went and did it, they did it with a loan from the Holy Ghost Power Company. Amen. One day Jesus said, I am going away. I have to leave you. But when I go, hallelujah, oh, the Holy Spirit is going to come with all power. And we celebrated that last week. Amen. In Acts 1.8, you shall receive power. And after that, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So what Jesus is saying is, I'm going to go away. But hallelujah, I'm going to send you power. Praise God. I'm going to send you the power company to be able to live inside of you. Amen. So you will be able to live with power and to be able to share and to preach and to teach and to heal and, and do all of these things. Power, Holy Ghost power. And every single one of you will have this onboard generator in yourself. Praise be to God. Scripture tells us, Acts 3, it describes Peter and John as they were going to the temple at the time of prayer. 
You see, when Peter and John came walking through that day, they just had left the board meeting of heaven, hallelujah, where we celebrated last week, Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday where the power of the Holy Spirit came down, rushing like uh, tongues and fire and wind and filled them up so that they couldn't contain it. Oh, praise God. And so when they came upon this man, they just didn't say, well, we just experienced a great thing. Ooh, it was just wonderful. Hallelujah. No, that testimony is a good testimony, but they had more than a testimony, praise God. In other words, they just didn't tell about the great thing that had happened to them. They recognized, amen, that they had power, that they had God's power towards him. So they channeled God's power into his life. So tell your, tell your neighbor, somebody who's near you, send it my way, friend, send it my way. Hallelujah. What was the difference? Most of us know today that we've had an experience with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Something happened and it was good and it was wonderful. Praise God. And Lord, we just want to be able to even move beyond that. We want to move to the level where Peter and John were. They went to another level. Amen. And I just wish there were some of us here today listening who are ready to go to another level. Anybody ready to move to another level? Praise God. I just wish and pray that there would be somebody here who say, I'm just sick and tired of the same old, same old. Okay? I just wish there was somebody who said, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of just being on this same old struggling financial level. I want to, I'm just sick and tired of my relationships not working right. I'm just sick and tired of the same old experiences of racism and injustice. I'm just sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired. And I just want a new anointing on my life, a fresh anointing, a fresh revival. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know who all I'm talking to today. Amen. But if you're one of those who you're ready to move to another level, Woo! I want you to make a prophetic declaration. I want you to let heaven know and anybody else that you are serious about going to a new level. Hallelujah. You see, God is getting ready to shift somebody's amen to another level. We see here Peter and John, they came on the scene and they were a positive looking to release God's power on a negative and turn it around. In other words, they were a blessing looking for a place for it to happen. Amen. Make it so for us, Lord. They understood when Jesus sent them out, Jesus was saying, go, make things happen. Go, be movers, be shakers. Go, make the blind to see. Make those who can't hear, hear. Help the lame to be able to walk. Make the dead relationships be revived again. And just help those finances that keep people down. Just help it. Bring that to life again as well. Just help make dead dreams come alive. Dreams for our marriages. Dreams for our families. Dreams for our church. Dreams for our community. Dreams for our nation. Dreams for this world. Hallelujah. Go forth and make things happen. You see, it's been said that those who uh, uh, make things happen, there's those kind of people. And then there's those who watch things happen. And then there's those who wonder what happened. Okay. So the question is, which are you? Amen. Are you making it happen? Praise God. Are you wondering what happened? Are you making it happen? Make it happen. Amen. 
I want you to just tell somebody who is near you right now, which one are you? Which one are you? Are you making it happen? Are you watching it happen? Are you you're wondering what happened? Well, you know, when I was growing up, the first battery that I knew anything about was called an EverReady battery. And then over a period of time, they made uh, some great technological advances. And then they decided they needed a, a more powerful battery and um, an aggressive name. So they named it the Energizer, you know. And I really like that. I, I love that little Energizer bunny. Amen. Because that's who God is calling us to be. That's what we need. We need some Holy Spirit, ever-ready Energizers. Amen. Always ready, praise God, full of fire and just ready for action. Well, we see in our passage, when Peter took that man by the hand and lifted him up, there was a transfer of energy, a transfer of power, a transfer of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And instantly, Scripture says, that man was so filled with divine energy of the Holy Spirit that Scripture said he jumped to his feet, he started walking, he started leaping and praising God. You know that chorus we sing, he went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Woo! Hallelujah! Yes, Jesus said you shall receive power, and after that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Amen. That word power comes from that Greek word dunamis. It's where we get our English word dynamite. Amen. Now dynamite generally refers to a stick that holds a certain amount of uh, powder, and uh, it's small, it's a little small area, but you know in comparison to its size, It really, uh, its power is incredible. Uh, And the only drawback is with dynamite is that you can only use it once. Like there's one great big bang and it's over. But unfortunately, a lot of us are, we're more like firecrackers, you know, uh, than we are even dynamite, you know. We're always popping off and making a lot of racket and sometimes we're just annoying. But friends, if you want some real mountain blasting power, you need dynamite. Amen. So tell somebody, you need some dynamite. I need some dynamite. I want it. And Jesus said, you shall receive. You shall receive dunamis. You shall receive dynamite, explosive power. Hallelujah. After that, the Holy Ghost will be upon you. Amen. So now it's time to take it to another level. Praise your name. Dynamite is awesome. And it is powerful, but there's one little problem there. Okay, you want to be a dynamo, amen, hallelujah. You want to have that generator inside of you so that you can continue to be that dynamo for the Lord Jesus. You see, it operates by turning mechanical energy into electrical energy. When I was a little girl a very long time ago, one day we got new carpet in our living room. And I walked across the floor, and and then I touched uh, my sister Susan, and sparks flew. And it was like it shocked her, and it didn't feel good to uh, to her. She said, "What?" And then she found out that she had the same power. And so soon we were like two little dynamos, and we were just two little generators, just walking all over our living room, walking all over the carpet, just shocking each other. 
So when uh, others came in the room and they saw us, like, oh, no, that's okay. No thanks, you know. Okay, so we just kept shocking each other. Okay, we didn't understand the, the science behind it of what was really happening for us to be able to do that. But we just knew that dragging our feet across the carpet, we were generating power. We had learned how to generate power. And it's the same kind of illustration by the principle uh, in the spirit realm. Amen. God created you. God created us to be a generator, dynamos. Amen. You, I, we have the ability to generate power. So while we may be sitting around waiting for God to send God's power and waiting for God to stir up God's power, the power is already inside of us. And building up ourselves in holy faith is what God is calling us to do. Praying in the spirit. Amen. We were just kids, but we had figured out quick. If we wanted to generate power, we had to do something. Amen. So tell somebody who is near you, it's no mystery. You've got to do something. Amen. Something on your part will generate on the Holy Spirit's part. Praise God. I just wish there was somebody today who was as smart as two little kids rubbing their feet on the carpet to be able to generate some power to be able to shock somebody. Hallelujah. Well, dear friends, you want others to know. Amen. You want others to, to look at your life and, and just say, hey, hey, you're not just a dynamite. You're a dynamo by the way you live, how you act, how you react, how you go and how you're living for the Lord Jesus Christ in this world. And so tell somebody, encourage somebody who is around you. First say, I'm a generator. I'm a dynamo. And then tell them, you're a generator. You're a dynamo. Amen. So what I'm trying to tell us this Sunday, this season after Pentecost, is when you when you pray, that means you are generating power. When you take that time and you have your devotions with the Lord, when you have that time of silence and solitude with the Lord, hallelujah, when you fast, you are generating power, amen. When you praise and worship God, hallelujah, you are generating power, amen. When you are reading that scripture, you when you are doing spiritual disciplines, when you have disciplined yourself, amen, to do disciplines that make you closer to the Lord and hear God's voice better, and you receive that power, you are generating power. When you sow, you're generating power, friends. When you dance, hallelujah, like David danced, you are generating power, amen. I just wish there were some of us today who knew how to rub your feet on the carpet, hallelujah, and generate some power. Thank you, Lord. Woo, if I start dancing in the spirit, hallelujah, right now. Woo, you just have to excuse me, hallelujah, because I'm up here generating some power, amen. If I jumped off this platform, start running around this sanctuary, amen, hallelujah, I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm generating some power, praise be to God, amen. And I'm generating power because I understand that maybe tomorrow, maybe this evening, maybe before I even make it back home, in some way there may be some person that God will bring into my life who needs a miracle in their life. 
I might meet someone today or tomorrow who needs some encouragement. Hallelujah. I might meet somebody who needs wisdom in dealing with their frustration and their anger and how to respond and how we should go about this racial reconciliation. I may meet somebody who needs some deliverance. Amen. I might meet somebody who who needs a breakthrough. Hallelujah. And I want to be ready. I want to be ever ready. Praise God. Amen. Because I've learned how to generate power in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, friends. Somebody really needs to see God's move. Amen. God's move in our individual lives. God moving us to new levels in the Lord. Amen. And so that's what I'm asking for us to search our hearts on this communion Sunday. Amen. To look into our hearts. Ask God to shine God's light into our hearts. That whatever it is that's between you and God, but you need to move your feet. We need to move our feet. We need to generate some power. Amen. So that you and I and we all together, amen, can be all that God is calling us to be in this world in this world for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Living in this world of darkness, Jesus has brought us the light. And Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, All power is given unto us in heaven and in earth. He's given it to us. To you be the glory, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Let us pray, saints. Oh, great God, we say thank you, you who are the great I am. Oh, God, we praise you, Lord, and we thank you for your word to us this day. Lord, we pray that you indeed would shine in our hearts, and Lord, just send a revival, oh God, for we desire to take it to another level. Oh, Lord, let it begin with each of us. Oh, Lord, we want to be transparent today. You know us inside out, and you know, oh God, that we need to move it to another level. Amen. And so we say thank you. We want to be dangerous to this world of evil, and we want to be Holy Ghost bold. Amen. We want to see you heal. We want to see you just perform signs and wonders, oh God, in and through us. We want to, we want to just be yours, fully yours, oh God. And Lord, today, for those who don't yet know you as Lord and Savior, we pray that today would be the day uh, for them to open their hearts and to invite you in, O oh God, to accept what you have done on their behalf. Lord, that you would forgive their sins as they confess, O oh God. And Lord, that they would become Christ followers today. So we pray that, O oh God. We ask you would forgive all of our sins, all of our failings of omission and commission, O oh God. For truly, we want to make you number one. We want to make you Lord and Savior and leader of the rest of our lives. So we say thank you, O God. We pray bold prayers today in the name of Jesus. Truly living in this world of darkness and pain, suffering, sorrow. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming and being the light and allowing, Lord, your light to shine in and through us. Oh, to you be all the glory, and it's in your mighty name. We all join together to say, Amen.